at a uh, tumultuous time in world history. Uh, the prophet Habakkuk cried to God about the evil and violence that he saw in the world. But then when God revealed that uh, uh, he was going to take care of it and judge through his, the, the, the pagan nation Babylon, the prophet couldn't understand how a pagan nation could be God's tool of judgment. But he still wrote down this message that uh, rings true today. It said that, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. That's Habakkuk 2, uh, 13 and 14. And uh, in that we see God's purpose for the ages. That uh, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. And, and uh, I can tell you that's a, a message that I carry in daily life. You know, am I participating in uh, uh, filling the earth or filling my uh, corner of the earth with uh, the knowledge of the glory of God? Well, what happened? We know that's God's purpose. And then we know right at the beginning we have round one. That's Genesis 1.28 where God said to Adam and Eve to fill the earth. And uh, as uh, they had God's presence, uh, you could say they were to fill the earth with God's glory. That was God's design right there in the beginning. But something happened. There was the fall. And uh, we see uh, in Genesis 6, 11, and 13 that the earth was filled not with God's glory, but it was filled with violence. Uh, in uh, Genesis 6, 5, uh, um, God is talking to Noah. He said, every inclination of the thought of his heart was only evil all the time. Talking about what became of these people that were to fill the earth with God's glory. They filled the earth with violence. We have the murder, Cain and Abel. Then came round two. Uh, Noah uh, survived and uh, get, got out of the ark and was given the message from God in uh, Genesis 9-1. The message to fill the earth once again. He was to fill the earth with God's glory just like Adam and Eve were commanded, and uh, it was up to him and his descendants to carry that task out. But what happened is, once again, uh, the earth was filled with, not with God's glory, but with pride. Uh, we see in Genesis 11:4 that uh, they made a, the Tower of Babel to make a name for themselves, and they substituted human glory for God's glory. Well, God's plan remained. His plan to fill the earth with His glory. And, and that started after the Tower of Babel, the judgment of God, uh, confusing the people's languages. They didn't fill the earth with His glory. They uh, came together to make a name for themselves, and God confused their languages. So, indeed, they did fill the earth, but they filled the earth with groups of 
people groups that had different languages that could not understand each other. And uh, that's a situation that we find right up until today. And uh, that was all part of God's plan. Uh, he planned that they would be the objects of his blessing and that salvation would reach them. And so in a way we can say now we're in round three. Uh, we know that it's God's purpose to fill the earth with the knowledge of his glory. We know that uh, uh, people have filled the earth, but they filled the earth with different people groups that don't understand each other. And uh, we understand that God has promised. We see this throughout the scriptures, through the, the Psalms, the, the book of Isaiah. You can look at Isaiah 66, 19, and 20 if you care to. That God will reach the nations as part of his plan to fill the earth with his glory. That's something that's going to happen. Uh, we know that in addition, he has promised to use his people to do this. And uh, we know that you have a role in this. Diane and I uh, uh, have been involved directly in this process. I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about it. Uh, we are we are uh, language learning advisors. We took an 80-hour class which reinforced some of the things that we've learned over the years. Uh, I've learned a, a number of languages in the attempt to uh, uh, be involved in uh, uh, reaching the nations. And uh, so we're uh, language learning advisors in the growing redemptive participatory approach. And uh, in that growing redemptive participatory approach, uh, we uh, uh, call ourselves treasure bearers. Those that are following Jesus Christ have the light of the glory of the knowledge of Jesus Christ in our hearts and have that commandment. Know that God is going to use us to uh, be part of reaching the nations. But then uh, when we uh, uh, identify these different people groups uh, that uh, still lack a knowledge of the glory of God uh, and attempt to engage them, we find that we're cut off from them by a wall of noise. That uh, they don't understand us and we don't understand them. And uh, uh, in uh, using the uh, growing redemptive participatory approach, we find uh, behind that wall of, nurture, wall of noise, we find a nurturer. We, we uh, look for somebody with the right qualifications and uh, we use him to uh, introduce us as people, so to speak, in that culture. Uh, we uh, use him to... Uh, uh, the way that we learn the language, it's, it's a lot like playing. Uh, you know, and, and you know, that's how kids learn. It, it's a really uh, interesting approach. But uh, that nurturer, then uh, at, under the instruction of uh, the uh, techniques for the approach, uh, makes us people in the culture and in this way, we're able to build relationships with folks that uh, desperately need to have, be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. Uh, the word that the, uh, the GPA approach uh, invented is uh, he, the, the nurturer peopleifies us there. You think about it, uh, when somebody's a stranger and, and you don't uh, have a relationship with them, you know, it's almost like they're not really a person. But then uh, when you know somebody, 
then uh, all of a sudden you are interested in that person, you interact with that people. And so that's what we want to happen as uh, we get into the culture. In our neighborhood, it's a traditional neighborhood. The, the old men sit and make sure that everything that's happening on the street in front of them fits uh, the rules of propriety. And uh, uh, that's the, the neighborhood we live in. And we are known, we have an identity, identity there. We have become people because we follow the process of learning the language. And uh, uh, we're ready to help anyone that wants to understand what that's like. We're, uh, as I said, language learning advisors, and we can probably bring anyone through that approach and uh, get them to learn either the language of French or uh, uh, the language we speak, uh, Wolof. So uh, in that, we call ourselves Disciples of Jesus. Uh, we tell people that uh, we work for a Christian organization and we create professional exchanges. And uh, in uh, Senegal, they want that, so they're very pleased that we do that. Um, we uh, are seeing that an encounter with the Word of God is what is important, what uh, very often uh, is what brings people to Christ. So we want to make that happen. And uh, we want to see uh, um, we want to see sustainable movements happen. We'd like to see a, a body of believers emerge that uh, comes from the community, uh, uh, is discipled, knows uh, Christ, and represents Him. And uh, we want to see that happen without uh, continuing external input. And uh, so uh, we're we're doing that. We believe in uh, the bivocational Christian leader model. There's a uh, Van that uh, is a follower of Jesus Christ. He's a friend of ours. He has a he has a little uh, a computer business. So he uh, uh, installs software in people's computers and he sells some things. And uh, uh, we wanted to help him, but you know there's there's a way to help and there's a way to uh, uh, really create dependency. And, and so we're sensitive. But with, with this man, uh, we invested in his business, but we uh, we didn't do it with money. You know, money can really pollute. A relationship between you and somebody. Uh, we, I noticed that a number of people were leaving the field and they uh, gave us some of their uh, physical possessions. We had them laying around in the house and so we, we decided to use the goodwill model. Uh, we said, okay, we're going to invest in your business. We're going to put these uh, uh, things uh, in your uh, place of, uh, of uh, your point of sale and you can sell them and uh, with the money you can buy stock uh, uh, he wanted USB keys is what he wanted to sell and uh, then that way you can uh, uh, earn more money and continue it on and so we wrote it all up uh, made it all look professional like we were real investors and uh, that's the, the goodwill model that we're using. I, I think it's sustainable, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep uh, following it but I, I think it was a good way to work with him. Uh, and then uh, with uh, another situation where we're involved in radio. And, and so we're using uh, money to buy radio time, and uh, we work with a Christian leader on producing uh, uh, broadcasts that uh, uh, really that reveal the truths of the gospel in, within the Senegalese culture. And uh, uh, we're wanting to see that message impact people to the point where they make inquiries and they ask Senegalese national believers who they can call and uh, find out about how to draw closer to Jesus Christ. And so those are the kinds of things we're trying to do to be sustainable and uh, to start initiatives, especially 
start uh, uh, movement of people uh, uh, coming to know Christ and to, uh, uh, developing churches. We are able to field North Americans who want to be involved in building relationships in Senegal. We call the initiative Professionals for Senegal, where uh, uh, we open up professional exchanges. Uh, we have opportunities uh, for somebody that wants to come to Senegal for a week or two and uh, explore uh, what we're doing to build relationships with their peers in Senegal, opportunities in uh, engineering, internet security, uh, networks and telecommunications, software engineering, somebody that would like to tutor Microsoft Excel or, uh, or uh, Word. Uh, we uh, have been asked to provide people that uh, want to teach commercial English, uh, uh, business, finance, project management. I was talking with Kelly about a, a photographer's exchange in our initiative, and, and that's really a good idea. It's the first time anyone has presented it, but photography is a business in Senegal, and uh, I know a guy that is in the group of photographers, and uh, to do an exchange, what we need is, number one, the language. We've got to find people that speak English for our North American partners to communicate with them. Uh, and uh, uh, in this case, Kelly speaks French, so that'd be fantastic. But uh, also, I'm sure there's some photographers that speak English. But actually, the biggest hurdle is finding people that are able to set apart the time to do it. And these photographers, they sit around in front of the photo printing shop all day long waiting for their... They, they take pictures of weddings, mostly, is what they do, and, and those kinds of things. And uh, they have time. So that, that's something I really want to work on, that kind of exchange. And maybe a group of photographers from this area could come out and we could open that up. So, so that's what we're doing, uh, uh, involved with our uh, North American partners and our Senegalese partners, building relationships. And um, what I've seen has to be a critical part of the mixture is uh, humility. Uh, uh, that is the vehicle that God uses to accomplish the purpose of redemption. Uh, humility is thinking less of yourself. It's not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. No, humility is entire dependence on God. Uh, and uh, Diane and I have an advantage in this because when you learn a language, you are totally humiliating yourself. Uh, you are becoming like a child in that culture. I used to hang around with the taxi drivers. And you know, there's, there's, Diane and I are language learning advisors. There, there's things that have to happen to learn a language. You have to have input that's at your level. So when you're just first starting out, you have to have input at just the absolute lowest level. You know, and, and we have to make conditions for that to happen. And then you also, you have to speak a lot in order to learn a language. And uh, so I would go to these, this place where the taxi drivers would sit and wait for their customers. And I would sit down and I would like have things that I tried. You know, I'd go, go there and try stuff. And they'd make fun of me and they'd laugh at me. And sometimes they'd insult me. But uh, over time, uh, you know, working with those taxi drivers, uh, 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 they, they helped me a little bit. They, they think they taught me to speak Wolof, is what they think. And then when, when I started to, to, to do okay, they would say, all right, now that we taught you Wolof, 
uh, now uh, what are you going to do for us, is what they said. And I go, oh. <laughs> and remember what I said is money, money is poison. You know, you, you would spoil a lot of money. But, but they were sitting around under a tree with a bench. And I said, all right, I'll make you two more benches. So that was my contribution to these people that helped me with the language. I uh, gave them two benches. And uh, they're my best pals now. So I, I've uh, got some good friends uh, in the uh, taxi driver uh, business there in Senegal. Humility. I've uh, learned a lot about this uh, on uh, my personal website. I'm not able to speak real eloquently about this, but on my personal website, uh, olinupdate.net, I posted an article by Andrew Murray on humility. If anyone is interested in the topic, uh, I can just tell you how important it is. And uh, that's a man that has done it very eloquently, uh, which uh, is uh, really the model our Lord gives us in the incarnation, uh, where it says in Philippians 2, 3 through 11, uh, that he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. And uh, uh, time and time again, we're, we're given uh, the uh, exhortation in the scriptures to, to be humble. And uh, I just think it's the, the key to applying redemption uh, in, in our context, in uh, the Muslim world, and uh, just in all interactions that we have. Uh, uh, seeing how important it is. Uh, uh, Tim Keller says that when ultimate reality becomes visible, you see a man on the cross loving people that do not love him, forgiving people who are abusing him, and sacrificially serving people who oppose him. Our service with humility follows this model. Uh, and uh, somebody that wants to be humbled will bring you through a language learning program, and you'll, you'll, you'll see what it's like. Our, our intern came uh, last Last January, he came for, for three months, and uh, he did a great job. We showed him about language learning, and uh, showed him, and, and he uh, developed some competency in the, the language of Wolof, and then was able to hang out with his Senegalese family. He told us about his brothers, uh, and his mother, and his father, and these were his Senegalese hosts, and uh, he had a, a good chance to uh, uh, then uh, uh, communicate our faith with those folks and show a life, live for Christ. That's, uh, he participated in the Frontier Internship. We have a brochure on that out there. And if, if somebody's interested in living in Senegal for three to six months and uh, has the uh, uh, ability to teach English at a certain level, uh, we are interested in talking with you. Humility, uh, the key to applying redemption. And in thinking about that, in the task of being involved in reaching the nations with the gospel of Jesus Christ, knowing that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. You know, I asked myself the question, I ask all of us the question, is your life filled with the knowledge of the glory of God? Uh, if you have questions about what to do to make that happen, the staff here at uh, WF will help you. Uh, my wife, Diane, and I, uh, we often in the car listen to uh, 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 
listen to messages by Tim Keller that we get from the Redeemer Presbyterian Church website. And uh, I like him because he tells you what to do. I want somebody to tell me what I actually have to do. And uh, sometimes uh, we get that word, but sometimes it's a little convicting. Do people see Christ in you? Colossians 1.27. Uh, the uh, scriptures, uh, 1 Peter 5.5, 5, it says to clothe yourself in humility. In 2 Peter 1.5-7, it says make every effort to add to your faith, goodness, to goodness, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brother kind, brotherly kindness, Love, in humility, uh, uh, showing others uh, love for the sake of Jesus Christ. When ultimate reality becomes visible, you see a man on the cross loving people that do not love him, forgiving people who are abusing him, and sacrificially serving people who oppose him. Let's pray. Our Lord, uh, we bow before you asking uh, you to reveal in our hearts how we can be humble before you following the model that Jesus gave us, thus being instruments that you can use to uh, uh, engage and bring and fill the earth with the knowledge of the glory of God. Uh, we desire to know you better day by day and serve you with all of our hearts. Bless us all, Lord, as we seek this in Christ's name. Amen.